Welcome to the Talking Nutrition Podcast, where twice a week you'll learn about all things health, fitness, and mindset. I'm your host, Yon Investors, and it's my goal to simplify nutrition, provide you with actionable strategies, and teach you repeatable systems so you can create real results that last. Now, real quick, you won't find any crazy restrictive diets or quick fixes here, and the stuff that we talk about is basic, easy to apply, and effective. However, the only way to create change is by putting what you learn into action. Now, go ahead and grab yourself a coffee, pour me one while you're at it, and let's dive into the episode. What's up, guys? Before we get into the episode, I got some news for you. Next week on March 29th, 7 p.m. Central European Time, I'm launching my very first webinar, the Body Transformation Blueprint. In this presentation, I'm going to share the exact systems and strategies that you need to sustainably lose body fat, to effectively build muscle, and of course, do so in a healthy way. So what are your goals to look better, perform better, or just feel better and be healthier? I think this presentation is going to help you. We're not going to overload you with nutritional information, but we're going to keep it more tactical, more applicable, so that you walk away from this webinar knowing exactly what needs to happen in order to reach your goals. good you can join us live on march 29th at 7 p.m and that's central european time or if you're based overseas feel free to sign up anyway because they'll be sharing the replay with you afterwards you can find more information in the show notes or just dm me and i'll send you the link directly I also wanted to point out that obviously, guys, this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. We're going to get a little bit more specific in terms of medication, thyroid issues, etc. But please do know that this is not medical advice and that we're simply sharing our general knowledge on this topic. And let's get into the episode. So that being said, I wanted to address another question. So um, he mentioned, I struggle with my metabolism since I have had my thyroid gland removed. My medication does not seem to have an effect on my body. Sometimes my metabolism is very high. Some days is very low or next to nothing. I then gain weight again until my blood levels are back to normal. My weight seems to be always going back to its comfort zone in a matter of days. I am in the best shape of my life. That is why I became a firefighter, which is super cool, by the way. Congrats. Um, but he says, uh, but my problem is still weight loss. What can I do with my nutritional lifestyle choices to improve my metabolism? So I hopefully can lose some body fat. I've always been a big guy. And I'm always going to be one, but I would still love uh, to be a little bit more lean. So there's ooh, self-limiting belief right there. Yeah. There's, there's a couple things to unpack here. I've always been a big guy. I'm always going to be one. Yeah. So that that is definitely one already. So I do think before anything, like your your mindset is what's going to impact everything. And if we go into mm-hmm. this saying, hey, I'm always going to be a big guy, which I will say, I know because I know the dude, he's pretty tall also. <laughs> so in that oh, way, is that, yeah. what, is that what he means? I don't think so. Okay. But he is also tall. Um, but um, so basically, no. So we, we need to tell ourselves what the fuck's going to happen? You know what I mean? Because there's always going to be that self-doubt and there's always going to be people kind of like making comments or whatever, which I'm not even saying that's the case here, but like we need to start believing in ourselves before anything else and say, Hey, I'm going to make this happen. Sure. I have always been a big guy, but I'm going to do what it takes now to figure out how to get lean because that is what I want. And that's the it's mindset so we want to have. Yeah. It's, it's a prime example of a fixed Versus growth yes. mindset here. Yes. Um, and I, I pulled up this little thing I've got on fixed and growth mindsets. Um, cool. So fixed mindset believes abilities, believes abilities and attributes are innate, believes yep. abilities and attributes can be developed. So this kind of goes mm-hmm. right in line with this. Um, 
you know, if we're, we say we're always going to be like that, or I've always been like that. It's, there's definitely some, uh, you know, a fixed mindset going on there. And also just like self-limiting beliefs too, which takes time to like work through, of course. It's really, it's a lot easier said than done on our part, but the awareness to know that you have that is big. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's that. So first of all, um, that is one thing we'd want to work on. Um, also briefly wanted to kind of, so there was one thing he mentioned as well. So my weight seems to always go back to its comfort zone. I do believe there was actually a recent study on uh, the, the, what is it called? The, the body fat, like set, set point. point. It's, you know, what happens? People just go back to their old habits. Right. And regain the fat. Like that's, that's mm-hmm. actually what happens. So, mm-hmm. so people tend to use this one as an excuse almost, or a, a reason, maybe not excuse, but like to say, oh yeah, it's just my body going back to where it wants to be. Like, well, yes, your body it, it, does it not want thing. to lose. Yeah, yeah I know. It, but yeah, like it, generally speaking, but you can change your it. body. <laughs> yes, generally speaking, the body doesn't want to gain weight, doesn't want to lose weight, it just wants to stay the same. Sure, in the short term, it'll try to go back to baseline, whatever that is. But we can still work on that as well, and in, in a lot of cases. It's, it is going back to the old habits. It's not the body just doing that, you know, Mm-mm. which yeah, comes like back I, to, to periodization. Like, yeah. Like personally, I always sat at like 135, 140 pounds. And mm-hmm. then I made a lot of changes. Uh, and I end up down. Well, this was through like my gut stuff. Um, I ended up down to like 125 and I have remained there for two plus years now. Right. So technically like I changed my body's set point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. So it's, it's, it's a yes and a no, you know what I mean? So short term, like, yeah, sure. Uh, but long term, there's always something yeah. we can do. And that's really the, the main thing I wanted to drive home here is like, you can always change this stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're not doomed. You're not doomed to be the bigger guy or the bigger girl or to be the person with the slow metabolism or et cetera, you know? So uh, before we, we move on into the next couple of sections, so a couple of things to unpack. Uh, wanted to get into the metabolism, not necessarily being slow or fast, but more adaptive. Um, how the metabolism slows down during a diet, for example, Um basically how it adapts also on the way up, by the way. So it can also speed up, which is good news. A little bit about thyroid, uh, because he did mention I have my thyroid gland removed, um, which is also a crazy story, by the way. Maybe I'll, I'll tell that. But like thyroid blood work uh, medication, because we do see some issues there with our clients, both me and Christine, in terms of blood work and what the doctors want to test. And then the factors that affect your metabolism directly in terms of the actual nutrition and lifestyle changes you can make to improve your metabolism. Um, so I know we've talked on this a lot, um, just with like down regulations and <clears throat> metabolism when you're dieting. Um, which is like a normal process. It's like this metabolic adaptation situation. Um, so again, like as we diet, right, the metabolism decreases, the body just 
doesn't need to use as much energy because it's, it's losing weight. It's getting smaller essentially. Um, and then again, afterward, after we diet, if we increase calorie, start to increase calories back up, you know, we can see that metabolism, we can see it increasing. Um, and then you mentioned here, there's still people with, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So within dieting, that's what happens. So it's not, it's a normal thing to see it decrease, but we can bring it back up essentially. So again, it's not like this, like, Oh, I have a broken metabolism. It's not like this stagnant thing, right? We can work with it. Um, and then there are situations where people may have slower metabolisms, um, slower, but again, like I just said, we can work with it. Um, a lot of that comes down to just like lifestyle factors. Um, studies are coming out right now, actually with PCOS, where there really isn't that much of a difference in metabolism. Um, a lot actually does come down to, to lifestyle factors. Um, and it's it's similar. Like yes, people with hypothyroidism will have. I I guess you could say slower metabolism. <laughs> um, yeah. That definitely is a factor. But when we're focusing on like eating enough and moving and ex like proper amount of exercise and sleep, um, not chronically dieting, all of that can help the situation. Hey, what's up? Sorry to interrupt. I promise we'll keep it short. As you already know, we don't do ads here, and I really just do this podcast out of passion for helping everyday people like yourself learn more and get results. Now, because I do this absolutely for free, would it be cool to ask you for a quick rating on Spotify or Apple? You can do it while you're listening. It really just takes a few seconds, and it would actually mean the world to me and help us grow the show and reach more people like you. Thank you so much. Now let's get back to the episode. Yeah, for sure. Like that's that's the thing. That's why I also wanted to mention the, the factors that play a direct role there because we we can still work with with the cards that were dealt, you know. And Absolutely. sure, we might be starting from like a less optimal point, and maybe some issues, and and you know, with PCOS and stuff too, which is often or like menopause, those kind of things, like and thyroid issues, and the list goes on. Sure, that can have an effect, but we can still figure shit out. Hundred percent, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's also so this I didn't wrote down, but like there are also people who are more uh, or less adaptive in terms of their metabolism. That's mm-hmm. why you see some people over respond um, during a reverse diet, for example, overcompensate, I should say, sorry, to where their metabolism may adapt very quickly and increase more, and they might start to lose more weight in that scenario. So there's also yeah. a difference there. So tying that into blood work and stuff. So also, again, going back to the, the dude who had this question. And I know we, we both have this multiple, you know, have had this with multiple people. But when we're, we're trying to get some blood work done, there's a couple of things we want to look at. But the issue sometimes can be that the doctors don't always check the, the actual useful markers, you know. Um, 
so quick little little breakdown, um, and I'll try to keep this because I think it's going to be a little difficult to to explain on a podcast, maybe. But <laughs> so your thyroid gland uh, produces what's called T4, which is a hormone, which is not metabolically active on your cells yet. So what needs to happen? It needs to change to T3, uh, T3, sorry, first before it can actually work on the cell. However, it can also change into reverse T3. So that's basically the opposite. And we'll get into like those two in a sec, but your lifestyle factors affect that conversion. Let's take it a step back between the thyroid and your brain. There's what's called, there's, there's TSH, another hormone, which is basically the signal from the, ba- the brain to the thyroid gland. Hey, we need to start producing thyroid hormone. A lot of the times, the doctor will only test for TSH, which is sure, like that's that first signal, but it's not going to show us the whole picture, aka the stuff that we actually need to know. So here's the issue, right? So we do know, okay, cool. This is what the brain is telling the thyroid gland. But what happens downstream, we have no idea. We don't know T4 in some cases. And if we do, okay, cool. Like that's one. But then what happens below that with that conversion, like I said, to either T3 or reverse T3 before it gets to the cell, that's where we're going to have to guess. I still, like I will say though, because we, we do know the lifestyle changes we can make here and the nutritional changes. And generally, even without the markers, we can still do something there, right? Even if we're still figuring it out or trying to look for a different doctor, et cetera. But I do, I do see that as an issue because a lot of times, or at least here in Norway, it's almost like you, you're not always getting the help that you deserve. You know what I mean? Yeah, I tell happens, people too. It like, happens hey. all the time. Yeah. Because I you, actually you just get a had it. You did? Yeah. So, well, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. I've had many, many, many clients uh, testing thyroid um And I'm pushing the doctor to test the downstream. So TSH, T4, T3, reverse T3, and antibodies. But they come back and it's TSH and T4. And the client is dealing with symptoms. Okay, So this is often where they say, well, sometimes it gets bad where they're like, oh, it's just in your head. Um, But a lot of the times they come back and say, oh, you know, everything looks fine. Um, because TSH and T4 look okay, because this is a possibility where you can have a normal TSH and normal T4, but the conversion of T4 to T3 isn't there. So you could have normal markers and then they don't they say, oh no, everything looks fine. And then they don't do further testing. Me, me and Mike uh, Kessley were talking about this. It's like literally negligence to not test further because you have so yeah. many people uh, dealing with these issues and they're like, oh, no, everything looks fine. Um, anyways, I had a client, so I can pull, I can pull labs now with clients um, and it's been freaking awesome. And there was a prime example on a test recently her, her TSH was fine. 
Her T4 looked fine. It was in range. Actually, her T4 was a little bit low, but technically the doctor, because it's in the standard reference range, probably wouldn't have flagged it. Um, And then you look at her T3 and it's just like nothing. Okay. So she's got the symptoms. She's got, you know, cold, cold feet, cold hands, you know, some hair loss, you know, fatigue, lots of stuff. Um, But it wouldn't have been flagged if that T3 wasn't pulled. And so when I pull labs with clients, I'm pulling all of these. And then like her reverse T3 was high. So when we see reverse T3, basically what the body is doing is it's taking that active T3 hormone, which is, which is what like governs your, your metabolism, right? So this is where we see the downregulation in metabolism, where we see that low T3. I mean, T4 is definitely involved in it, but the metabolically active form or uh, thyroid hormone is T3. So that that's important to look at. And so is reverse T3 because what happens is like when the body is under a ton of stress, so whether it's like, you know, this can happen from chronic dieting, it can happen from sleep, it can happen from um, gut health. Uh, there's, there's so much that goes into to the thyroid because even with the conversion of T4 to T3, a lot of that is happening within the gut. And if we have a compromised gut, we're going to see that affect uh, the thyroid. So anyways, back to reverse T3. When we're mm-hmm. under a lot of stress, basically the body will convert your active T3 into reverse T3, which makes it inactive. And what that's doing is it's trying to basically calm the body down. It's saying, well, you're not calming me down, so I'm going to calm myself down. Um, and now it, it kind of better off, I guess you could say like it steals that T3. And so we really, we don't, we want to be making sure that the reverse T3 isn't high. So it's so important to be testing that as well. Um, and then also testing antibodies. This is, I've had another client case years and years and years and years going misdiagnosed, getting uh thyroid pulled, nothing showing, um, like severe symptoms, like extreme fatigue, um, and all of that going on. I was like, okay, like we need to get a full panel here. We need to get antibodies. And she came back and she had Hashimoto's. Uh, and so like, just with that, it completely changed her life knowing, um, Hmm. you know, having, knowing that that was a thing she was dealing with, with all of the, all of the, through all those years, but doctors just didn't do anything, didn't pull those labs. So yeah. And it's important too, because like, for example, like my mom, um, same type of situation where TSH, I mean, TSH was high. Um, and we saw like a, a lower T4, but they weren't testing T3. And then they just put her on, thyroid med with T4. Eventually I got this T3 tested and she 100% was hypothyroid. And so she, she needed that T3, right? So that's a mistake that happens too, uh, sometimes with medications. And then also, uh, you know, within medications like that, the dosage needs to be constantly being monitored. Um, because like I've had clients where, 
we start to work on all these lifestyle factors, right? And things get into a better place and now they actually need less, right? And so the dosage is really important too because I have seen people actually switch into hyperactive Mm -hmm. thyroid. Um, And so that needs to constantly be monitored. Yeah, and that's the thing too. And it can change the dosage. Yeah, for sure. And it, it should also eventually, like, depending on the case, you know, I want to bring this back to, to the dude who submitted this question, uh, because we, so we were in touch for a little while and he, he only got T4 and I forgot to mention one important thing for the listener. Cause I do know, especially also for me, the first time I heard these hormones, I was like, huh? like, you know, uh, but to put it really simple, T3 is kind of like the good one that you want. It kind of like speeds up the metabolism reverse t3 does the opposite kind of slows things out yeah want to to emphasize that because i did forget to mention that and i do think that's kind of like the easiest way to to explain t3 and rt3 or reverse but going back to this dude so he was only getting t4 yes he does not have a thyroid gland so he's not producing thyroid there obviously (laughs) so he's getting t4 which is good you know however we still didn't know what was going on downstream. So I know also for, you know, for a fact that his, his dosing would never changed and they would up it sometimes and still nothing would happen, you know, because they weren't looking downstream and I tried to get more checked and, and they wouldn't do it and they simply wouldn't do it. And I, I thought that was very frustrating and I hope we can help this dude a little bit more in the, in the near future, but they would not test. Now here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, if we're looking at, T4, we can not see what's really going on downstream and we need to figure that out because here's the thing, we can influence that conversion. A couple of things here, a couple of factors that influence the uh, conversion basically from T4 to T3, So, which would be good. Zinc, selenium, for example, those two uh, micronutrients can improve that conversion. And there's also factors that can improve basically how sensitive your your cells are to those hormones which would be once again zinc exercise guess what (laughs) vitamin a also for example then um looking at other things and you already mentioned quite a few of them that basically increase the conversion from t4 to reverse t3 trauma low calorie deficit or sorry low calorie diet inflammation toxins uh, infections, liver, kidney dysfunction, certain medications, stress, like there's all those things that we work on with our clients anyway. So what I think is important is that we get the right testing done and work on those lifestyle factors and nutritional factors anyway. But um, going back to kind of like the, the T4 and, and his medications, I know that he was only getting T4, which... Um, in reality, like we should probably do T4 and T3. He's getting less T3 because his th- thyroid is obviously not producing that. But once again, because we didn't have the tests, we didn't know kind of like what's going on. That being said, his medication probably needs to be changed. And obviously, guys, like on this podcast, it's not medical advice either. You know, we're just we're just talking about kind of like how things work here. But what would have been the right move would have been testing everything seeing hey what are the levels what changes could we possibly make on the nutrition and lifestyle side of things 
as well as the medication, what needs to change, if anything, because that dose also, in his case, he needs to be on thyroid medications for life because he doesn't have a gland. Mm -hmm. But also there, they need to make sure to figure out, okay, what is the right dose for him? Does it need to be adjusted? And can we continue to test everything to make sure, you know? And that's kind of like that proactive, you know, uh, factor that we don't always see there. So unfortunately, you know, a lot of people are struggling with stuff. These issues are more common than we think. And uh, yeah, a lot of cases, like people are not just not getting the help, which is really mm -hmm. sad to see actually. Yeah, really is. So let's uh, kind of recap everything. <laughs> what, um, what can we do to speed up the metabolism, kind of like optimize your, your chances at least, you know? I would say optimize. Yeah. Um, all the things we talk about, uh, you know, not chronically dieting, periodizing that, spending time not dieting, uh, stress management is obviously a big one there. How are we doing that? You know, doing things that bring us joy, creating boundaries. Um, there's so many avenues you can take with stress management, keeping neat high. So just moving really like outside of exercise, just move like like not being sedentary um or staying out of that sedentary range um obviously food like eating enough that kind of ties in with not dieting all the time um but food quality fiber uh protein that's all going to play into like managing hunger right um so that's what i would say there Proper yeah. dose of exercise, not too much, not too little, which is kind of hard to define <laughs> <laughs> based off of like, it's just different per person. Yeah. And that's the thing. So you can see, okay, we just kind of nerded out on like hormones and shit. You know, we got very specific with like thyroid conversion and all that. But it goes back, you know, to the same stuff that we usually talk about pretty much every episode, you know, it's the basic stuff. And that's that's ultimately what we do need to realize is hey sure we can be dealing with so many different things but there's always something we can do yeah we can't always fix it with just lifestyle just nutrition there's a lot we can do and luckily a lot of those kind of things are quite simple not saying easy but simple yeah what do you think christine want to wrap it up i think we're good yes cool so thank you for listening, as always, I quickly want to thank our new listeners for joining us as well. So if you guys would do us a quick favor, um, because we, we don't do any ads here. You know, ads are annoying with podcasts. <laughs> we, uh, we don't get anything out of this other than helping our clients and, and the listeners. So if you do us a huge favor, drop us a quick uh, review on Spotify if you'd like to do so. And by the way, before we end today, um, I did add a Q&A box to our Spotify now. So if you go to our episode, go to the show notes, you can actually submit a question directly via Spotify, which is really cool. Sweet. So that being said, thank you for listening. I'll talk to you next week, Christine. Now remember to it that on March 29th, next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central European time, I'll be hosting my very first webinar, The Body Transformation Blueprint which I did mention at the very beginning of this episode. Now, if this is something you're interested in, make sure to sign up via the link in the show notes. It's absolutely free, and I truly think you're going to benefit from this presentation. Hope to see you there. All right, that's it for today. As a thank you for sticking around, I'd love to send you a free copy of my ebook, The Definitive Fat Loss Nutrition Guide. 
Honestly, if you like the podcast, I'm sure you'll love the ebook. So if you want it, all you need to do is either click the link in the show notes or DM me on Instagram at johanvesters underscore OCS and I'll personally send it to you. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. I'll talk to you soon.